0: Hi, I'm Melissa. Hi, I'm Kara. And you're listening to Cultivated Conversations, a space where we talk about life, family, work, where we're getting it right, and where we're getting it wrong, and what it means to live and purchase ethically in a fast-moving world. Grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, pull a seat up at the table, and
1: know that wherever you are on your journey, you belong, and we are so glad you've joined us.
0: Well, welcome back to the podcast. Today on the show, we have my friend Shay, who is also known as the Tulsa Taylor, and she is my personal tailor, and I talk a lot about her on the podcast because I'm always talking about new things that I've gotten and how I had to have it tailored. Well, here she is. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Shay, just to start off, just tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you've been to fashion school, right? Mm -hmm. So, of course, I want to hear all about that. And tell us about your family and where you grew up all that wonderful so I am originally from the Pennsylvania
2: roughly outside of the Philadelphia area Um, I met my husband while we were both going to school in New York he went to West Point and I was going to school for fashion at Marist College in the Hudson Valley and I had always wanted to sew in fact I would say that if I didn't go to school and had found a program for sewing, I probably would not have gone to college. Uh, I really enjoy working. I liked working. I've always worked. Mm -hmm. My family owns a business, and so I probably would have just gone right into working. Uh I grew up welding uh, with my dad. My dad and my brother are still welders, and that was how I got into the making arena. And as I got into high school... I guess it just occurred to me someday yeah. that you could make clothing, and somebody was making this clothing that uh-huh. we were all wearing. Somebody, somewhere, somehow was making it, and I don't know why it wasn't me. And I voiced this to my parents, and uh, my mom pointed to a very nondescript small desk in the corner and said, "Well, we have a machine. You can get on it anytime you want." And I'm <laughs> like, "What are you talking about?" Well, most um. Most people our age will know uh, machines were originally built into desks. Uh-huh. And so you don't know that they're in there and they you lift up this part, and uh-huh. flip this part up and here, you have a whole sewing desk and that's how it happened. And so I started, I drug that thing down into the guest bedroom in the basement and, uh, was never to be heard from again for the next four years until <laughs> I applied to school and I built a whole portfolio to apply to school. And, uh, my dad helped me do a little fashion shoot and, Uh, and off I went to New York. So my degree is in apparel design and product development. And so I've done pattern drafting, draping, uh, full construction, a little bit of merchandising, and then the general product development, textile sourcing, and the whole kind of the whole deal, a little bit of everything. Uh, it was a four year program. So I had a lot of time to work through all of that. And, uh, and had New York City right next door. So I would take the wow. train in about three or four times a week and uh, volunteer at Fashion Week and source all of my materials, and uh, which cost a fortune. It sounds really romantic when I say it this way, but absolutely cost a fortune, <laughs> but was all about the experience. So that was how I got into it. And uh, then I met my husband while I was at school and he said, all this fashion stuff is really great, but maybe you could come with me to a few army bases while I'm (laughs) active duty for a while. And I said, yes. And now we're back here in Tulsa and he has moved over to reserve. And so I've had the opportunity to open my own business here because we live here now in Tulsa permanently. So that is how the Tulsa Taylor was born.
0: I love it. So what, so right now in Tulsa, are (laughs) you just, I don't mean just, but I don't know how to put it. Are you just tailoring or are you designing? Yes. So I originally
2: thought I would get started taking in small projects on the side like yours. When mm-hmm. we met, I was still working full time at a regular job and just sewing on the side because that, has, that was what we had always done specifically because we moved so mm-hmm. frequently with the Army. But when I started taking in projects like yours, it finally occurred to me, you know, we live here in Tulsa now. We are going to be here, and Mm -hmm. maybe this is something that I can do more of. And so I took on projects, took on projects, and because I didn't have a storefront, I would meet people Mm -hmm. at either SoboCo places, other partnerships with friends downtown or at their homes. Mm -hmm. The more that I did that, the more people loved it. I mean, we're living in the Amazon age, Mm -hmm. and people love... For things and services to show up at their home yeah and the more that I did it by the time I really by the time I went full-time and quit my job and became the Tulsa tailor I almost couldn't go the route of having a storefront I even looked into some different places and possibly renting some space and going the traditional tailoring shop route and I have so many clients that love that I come to their home and that business works so well for me there because then my hours working, physically sewing, are anytime I want. Yeah. Saturday at 10 o'clock at night, Sunday morning, uh-huh. whatever. And I can make it work for me and for us and for my family. And so um, I just decided that that wasn't going to be my route. And so I do the work. I have an office at home that I have too many machines and I don't even want to admit how many machines because I'm looking at buying more um, all set up at home and then I I meet with clients all over the city anywhere anywhere they like I meet them at coffee shops I meet them anywhere so I it's really been a great new age way to offer tailoring and alterations Uh because people still need it and yeah. they are less likely to get it done because there are less shops to go to. Yeah. And no time to go to those shops. Yeah. So, it's one of the reasons I like it so much. I have to fix all my own clothes too when I do buy them. So, yeah. That's what I like about it. So that is my that's my business structure. I will probably keep it that way because it also allows me to get to know clients through mm-hmm. hemming this or taking this in. And then that can blossom into, I've got a peculiar request. I would love this dress made this way in this material. What mm-hmm. do you think? And then we can go from there. And so I do do custom projects as I well. I love it. It all depends. It, every day is new. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, Shay, it's really nice to meet you.
2: Thank you. Great to meet
1: you and hear your story. Um, My mother uh, always um, made our clothes a lot of our clothes growing up. We lived overseas and so there was not a lot of um, you know clothing options and so I definitely grew up with a lot of sewn clothes. I have never I have a sewing machine. I have never taken to sewing. I've really tried but I'm terrible at it's Uh, Yeah, it's not it's not not my deal. So I always love hearing (laughs) everybody else's stories and like just the things that bring them to life. Right. I just love that. Um, Well, and I was thinking this morning before we started chatting. So I've had the same tailor for years. And then uh, just maybe a month ago, I went to bring something to get it tailored. And she had there was a little sign on her door. She had passed away. Uh, and I was like oh no what am I gonna do <laughs> because interestingly enough I feel like your relationship with your tailor it's at least for me I'm not just like a let's pop into a tailor I have to know my tailor like I want to know who I'm giving my stuff to you I want to trust their eye or know that they've done a good job in the past or you know whatever it is and yes like a barber
0: yeah (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) and so i feel like you know it's i'm really it feels very fortuitous to meet you because i have just mourned the passing of my own i was so sad everyone was i was as well
0: did you know her
2: yes i she was um if it's who i'm thinking of she was very very kind to me um but right before she passed away, as I was getting into the space, um, she would let me actually call her and ask for
1: advice uh-huh. and
2: ask her questions about some of the industrial Well, she machines. was
1: wonderful, like just a yeah. wonderful person and super busy. Her shop was always packed out with stuff. And yeah. anyway, but I had used her for years and years, and I think her passing was a bit Unexpected, yes. and so yeah. So anyway, I was just a little shocked to mm-hmm. to see that she had passed on. But
0: I love hearing women working with other women in the same industry that are oh willing to help each other and There's support no each other. There's no reason that she should
1: have
2: that she should have given me any advice or helped me at all. I mean, for all intents and purposes, I was trying to become a competitor, mm-hmm. and she would explain to me, "Well, this machine is different than this machine." I mean, these are things that. Even on the internet, it's hard to find what's the difference between a serger and a cover-stitch industrial machine. What are the differences? What can they do? What can't they do? How much should they cost? What if I wanted to buy a used one? All of these things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's and these are the machines that made everything we are wearing. Uh There's a minimum of two or three machines that went into everything that the three of us have on right now. And it's something still that even with the internet, You need someone to walk you through it, Uh to actually tell you about it physically. And she did that for me. And I was really
0: uh, grateful to her. That's That's awesome. awesome. I love hearing that.
1: Well, one of the things that Kara talks about a lot when she's talking about you in tailoring is she always talks about personal style. Right. So she talks about how she'll get her pieces that she's bought and they're not made for her and so she she's like, I bring him to my tailor. You know, she does, by the way, talk about you all the time on the podcast. <laughs> <I do. laughs> and probably so at least every single podcast she mentions her tailor. So um, I'm glad to have you on so Aww. that all of our listeners can meet you because, you know, you have been a third party in many of our podcast. conversations. <laughs> That's so
0: sweet. My face is red now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, it's wonderful because it's it is it just points to the fact that we can take things and we can personalize them. Right. And so mm-hmm. she talks a lot about this idea of personal style and and how having a tailor really helps kind of take something that was made for like an on the rack look. Right. And mm-hmm. particularly a lot of times with 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 ethical, you know, clothing purchases, I mean, really any. But, you know, she just talks about how I took it in or I took it up or these tiny little, you know, shifts that make a huge difference. And so Mm -hmm. we wanted to chat a little bit today about this idea of personal style and ask you, like, why do you think it's really important to know your personal style? And then talking through, like, what are some of the different big categories that, you know, most people would put personal style in?
2: Okay. Okay. So regarding personal style, I think the categories is interesting because it leads to the bigger topic, which is why does personal style matter? This answer might surprise you, but I do think that one of the biggest reasons that having a personal style matters is because consistency makes your day easier. Mm-hmm. So you had to, you have two kids. You woke up this morning. You had to figure out something that was going to be cute, comfortable, super functional, mm-hmm. and maybe that you'd have to wear the rest of the day. If you know what your personal style is and you have the ability to shop consistently within that style, every day when you wake up, it's one less decision that you have to make trying to piece together an outfit that looks and feels like you. Mm -hmm. Instead, it just is there and it exists. It also feeds into sustainability because you're going to buy so much less if you know what looks good on you and what you like and what feels like you. And you're not going to buy all of the other things that are shiny and new and attractive, but probably aren't you. The fashion industry, the fast fashion industry, is built so that every couple of months or even every month, you will see something new and you won't be able to resist the temptation. They are hoping to confuse you and convince you to buy constantly. You don't need to buy constantly. You need to buy consistently so Mm, that every time you pick out a piece... It will match all of the other pieces, and so that is in color. That's in style. That's in fit. These are the components that make up your personal style. Now there are different categories or labels, like you said, uh, the tailored look or the J Crew look. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, the boho chic, which is the billowing, oversized desert palette i would even say because the palettes go with the personal style to me so the tailored look for me i'm thinking whites light blues collared shirts pops of color navy uh the boho chic would be more of the nice tans and mustards and cinnamon and a deserty fall
0: palette um i love that cinnamon Cinnamon is in there. Cinnamon, yes. <laughs> and especially
2: because we're getting into the fall. That's, that's how that color feels to me right now. But really, knowing your personal style is looking at the pieces that you already have and thinking about why you like them. What mm-hmm. is it that makes you reach for them? Why, why do you like them and why do you put them on more than other pieces? And if there are other pieces that you keep for reasons... Myriad of reasons. I keep pieces because maybe I saw the fabric. The clothing itself doesn't look good on me at all, but because I am who I am, I saw that beautiful boiled wool, and I thought I have to have that, and now it just sits in my closet. Why do we do that? Mm-hmm. Well, I try to take those pieces and alter them to make them something that I would wear, but mm-hmm. I have to know what I would wear in the first place. Yeah, I know. Um, that I like a semi-fitted look. I know that I don't like a lot of ruffles. I know that I want things and need things to have a huge range of motion and not a lot of extra fabric because I spend a lot of my day uh, pinning hems on the floor mm-hmm. and moving around and getting down under my machines to fix something with the motor or whatever. So I've built a personal style around the way that my day looks Mm -hmm. and that's what most of us should do but instead we go to the store and we see a really pretty unfunctional dress that we don't even have an event coming up for that we need (laughs) and we buy it and then that sits in our closet and then the next day when we wake up and we need to get dressed to bring the kids to school we see that dress and we go god I don't know what my personal style is and that's just the way that our society works Mm -hmm. so what we want is less pieces more cohesive pieces, Mm -hmm. and um, knowing your color palette. I think your color palette is really the biggest distinguishing factor in your personal style because we all have different coloring. The three of us are all fair skin and blonde, and yet all three of us have different skin undertones. We have different palettes, and Knowing your palette is going to help you feel the best in your clothing. I think of yeah. all the details of clothing, I think that that will
0: make you feel the best. How So how would one of our listeners go about finding their color palette? Oh, there are really great ways to do it. There are actual colorists,
2: so much like a personal stylist, you can find people who will go through color theory with you and help you establish exactly what your palette is. I've never done that. Um, it's probably expensive however it's possible <laughs> yeah um, the other thing to do would be uh, finding your season they call it so that doesn't mean actual season uh, colors uh, for fashion are grouped into seasons typically when we're talking about personal uh, color choices and so you can you know take fun little free quizzes online what is my what is my seasonal palette and So even if you're fall, for instance, you can still wear those colors in the spring. It's not actually tied to a season. It's just that for you and your undertones for your skin, you have a certain season. And that's just what they call it. Okay. I like that. Well, yeah. I like
0: you when you can take any quiz online. And yes, find absolutely. Out <laughs> that would be the easiest way to do it. Yes. Thank thank goodness
1: for the internet. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that Karen and I talk a lot about is this idea, you know, Karen and I lean towards um, the capsule wardrobe idea, right? Which is kind mm-hmm. of what you're talking about. Essentially, less is more. And, you know, capsule wardrobe as it's defined has some, can have some really strict parameters, like, you know, 30 pieces of clothing or whatever. Um, but really we talk about having a cultivated closet that you open up your closet and everything in it is something you would wear. And, um, but what we've talked about is how everybody actually has a capsule wardrobe.
0: Yes. (laughs) They just
1: don't necessarily realize it because we all have That section of clothing that we go to over and over and over again, or go dig out of the dirty clothes and, you know, spray off. And, you know, like, that's exactly (laughs) right. (laughs) You know, because you're like, oh, even though you've got four other shirts hanging in the closet, right? You know what you feel best in. And sometimes it's like a couple of pieces, but. I think too, you know, as we're kind of chatting about like, how do you find your personal style? And I think recognizing that it also shifts with time Mm -hmm. is kind of important. You know, like what I can wear as a mom of three little kids is different than, you know, when I worked full time and had no kids. Right. Right. And so I love the idea of like, look at your life and, and maybe even take, stuck every couple years, like, is this still accurately reflecting kind of the stage that I'm at, you know, for me, my oldest girls are a little older. And um, it's just a different time now, right? I'm in my later 30s. And anyway, just what you can wear and, and what you feel good in changes too. And so I think, um, recognizing that you might have like, basic things, but that it's okay also to realize that my personal style is shifting.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: So if you were going to tell somebody, okay, here's a couple of steps of like ways to understand your personal style. What mm-hmm. would be the rundown? Like, okay, I'm going to coach you on how to leave this conversation right now and go discover your personal style. What are like those those things? So there is an
2: exercise and there's a book written on it So you could even follow the book to do this, and it's called the 10 by 10. Have you heard this? I haven't. So the 10 by 10 is choosing 10 pieces in total, including shoes, for 10 days and if you look this up in, on instagram as well mm-hmm. you'll be able to see lots of people have done this on. a lot of the people that oh. i follow are other seamstresses sewers uh other people who would do this kind of so they'll do a 10 by 10 with all self-made items mm-hmm. uh but the reason that you want to do this is by the 10th day you'll know whether or not you actually like those items as much as you think you'll have had to choose at the beginning what you think is actually realistic for 10 days of your life and you'll find out at the end that most likely they weren't and you'll know why so if you chose two dresses why did you chose of your 10 pieces you chose two dresses how often how many days of this week did you spend in a dress actually as women we all think that we wear them all the time but we don't I mean, did you remember to choose a jacket? Did you remember to choose a couple of tops? Because you're going to want to change your tops. Do Mm. you only need one pair of jeans? So that's an exercise that I would recommend Mm. to anyone at any time, maybe a couple times a year Mm. for different seasons. Because, again, we're removing stress. We're removing additional decisions that we have to make about how to reflect ourselves and our personal style every day and making it easier by choosing a capsule. So there's that. And then literally closing off your closet and actually not going into (laughs) it and embracing how that feels. Then the other thing that I would do, other than, of course, finding out what your colors are, are choosing a couple of colors. Choose a couple of colors and just pull those things out of your closet and just wear those for two weeks. How does that feel? What looks good on you? Why did you wear that green? Do you just like that shirt because it's emotional or... Does that green actually look good on you? Green looks awful on me. But I do have green things. Uh Why do I have them? So I would think about look at yourself in the mirror and look at those colors and think about how they make you feel. And then I would think about the most important people in my life. So your husband, your kids, your wife. Think about the most important people in your life. What are you wearing when you're with them? Or what do you wish you were wearing when you were with them? Mm -hmm. That's what your style is. Your life is built around yourself and those people. And that's the most important realistic component of your personal style is what do you wear when you're with the people you love? That is how I have gone about
1: deciding what works for me and what makes me feel like me. Is that
2: helpful?
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) awesome.
1: I think that's such a great, it's just really practical. And I think sometimes, you know, this idea of finding personal style it could just feel really overwhelming. And I think particularly in our fast fashion world, right? Because we have so many options. And the truth is that so many of the options are not made to fit real people. (laughs) Like they're made to fit a very particular kind of body type. Well, and that body type is real people, but most often that body type is like teenage, you know, teenager years, Where like everything is still tucked in and, you know, it's like that idealized um, youth beauty, you know, in our culture is kind of what our fashion is created around. It's created around like the fashion shows, the fashion model. And the truth is that most women are no longer in that time of life or never were in that time of life. And so you put the clothes on and they just don't feel right or look right. And you know it, you know, you can tell. I was laughing this morning. I am expecting our fourth child. (gasps) Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. And I did not expect to be expecting again. So I I gave away all my maternity clothes about six months ago.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. And so I'm in that, I'm about to hit like my halfway point. So I'm right in that like time of pregnancy where you're not sure if somebody's pregnant or if they're just sort of real paunchy.
2: Oh Right, no. you know,
1: <laughs> but I'm also in the time where I can still wear all my, all my regular clothes, but now oh. they're starting to like fit funny. And so I love what you were just talking about, thinking about your life and what you do. You know, you think about your, you know, your job and like the movement you need. And I'm thinking about my kids and now my new baby coming along and recognizing, okay, I need to accept that I am in a different stage right now and I'm going to need new clothing and it's okay, so. Well, if you
2: are feeling courageous, I will challenge you to look at one thing. It's a new Instagram that I've been watching called literally maternity sewing, all one word. And the reason I say that is because they do focus a lot on not just maternity sewing and easy, quick things that you could Try to venture into yourself if you wanted to, but also nursing, specifically nursing fasteners and things that make that process easier and just exposing as little as possible. So that's a really interesting one that I keep up on as well because it's a modification that is hard to find. definitely the the nursing part of it where you don't have the belly anymore you don't have the the baby's not in there anymore it it almost I think the clothing industry kind of forgets that after you have that baby there are still lots of things that come afterward and Mm -hmm. uh so I've tried to do a little more research on that just because it we are we are in that age right now where every where I just know so many pregnant girls and uh we all just need All kinds of different apparatus and things to help us through this stage, as you were talking about. And what's
1: really interesting, too, you know, again, having been pregnant three times and done the maternity slash nursing style three times already, is that clothes that are made for nursing are not cute. Yeah. (laughs) That's the biggest thing I hear.
0: I'm going to buy this for you for your new baby. For you, for your new baby, oh, it's this nursing shirt from Boob Design. Oh, that's a great name. Yes, and it says, "Damn, you're a good mother." Mm-hmm. And it has like a—you might be better, Shay, at describing this—but it has like a, I think it has like a shirt, and then it has like a yes. pull it up, a part of the shirt that pulls up so did, that you can. Did nurse you it. find
1: this on the maternity sewing Instagram?
0: No, um, actually, it's a ethically made sustainable um, company that I saw through oh. Shannon at Factory 45, cause she just had a baby.
2: That is incredible. And yeah, I love the design here because right now, especially that look with the high side slit is uh-huh. very fashionable and I really like it. I think it's a super flattering look and uh, you can kind of lift that flap up and then I'll bet there's some sort of like inset or insert inside Mm -hmm. that maybe has some sort of clasp
0: or that you can release oh that's a great design yeah Yeah. i love that so sustainable fashion for all mother kind from pregnancy nursing and beyond wow boob design beautiful (laughs) hey i will take it oh my gosh (laughs) now besides um maternity is a whole other fashion animal there but How So a lot of ethical purchasing has to be done online. Mm -hmm. How do you suggest purchasing, measuring, all of that to make sure you get a size that's close to what you wear instead of just saying, I'm a large, I'm going to buy a large? Right.
2: So a lot of uh, all websites, honestly, I have not been on a clothing website recently that doesn't have a sizing chart. I think the problem is nobody likes to open that sizing chart. It's way too scary. So I'll have, um, you know, when I make pieces, the custom piece I made recently for my sister-in-law, she's out in Arizona. Well, I needed those sizes from, I needed those measurements from her and it took a little convincing, but with my brother's help, I got her to take, because she doesn't trust her taking her own measurements. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, why, why don't you trust the tape? you put the tape around your waist and you read me that number. It's going to be the same if I do it or if you do it. Uh So use that size chart because they are giving you the size of sometimes just your size. So bust, waist, hips, height, Mm -hmm. easy measurements that you can take yourself. So buy a dollar tape measure. Don't try to use the regular retractable <laughs> tape measure, which I've seen people do just buy a tape measure, In have one on box. hand and trust yourself. You are taking measurements. You're gonna take them however is appropriate. So if you wanna leave yourself a little room and you wanna say that that's your measurement, that's your prerogative and you should do that. Okay. If you, if I was taking your measurement and you told me you wanted it to be a little looser around your hips, that's how I would take the measurement too. Trust yourself, use that size chart they're either going to tell you your roughly your own measurements and you match them, or they're going to tell you the finished garment measurements. So just remember, if that's a loose dress and they say the you know round the hips is going to be 50 inches, well, just remember how would you like that to fit? Take that tape measure, measure out 50 inches, and look at it. What does it look like? Probably looks like this dress I'm wearing right now, because it does. <laughs> uh, but just use the tape measure. Don't be scared. You yeah. can read numbers just as well as your tailor can. You can definitely take your own measurements, especially for online. That's why they post them. That's why they give them to you. And I've never seen a website that doesn't have them. So 100%, I would choose a size based on that. And if you have to make adjustments, that's what I'm for. So you can yeah. just call me.
1: And Well, and I think that's such a good point you're making because – so I use the measurements thing, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I'm a – like a rectangle shape that has a tendency to go apple, right? And so the truth is so, so in my, I I recognized how real this was actually my very first pregnancy, speaking of pregnancies again, because I usually wore like a size 8, 10 ish, right, in pants. Mm-hmm. Then I got pregnant, which pregnant pants have elastic. It's just literally a piece of elastic around your waist. Right. So so I wore a size four in pregnancy pants. Good for you. Because my hips are teeny tiny. So when I wore, right, I'm buying pants to fit my waist. But when I'm pregnant, I get to buy pants to fit my hips. That's amazing. I have that exact problem. So I go from a size eight to a size for not because I'm like getting all skinny and pregnant, but because I have these <sighs> teeny tiny little hips. And so I think it's also important, particularly when you're buying pieces, I always have to go with the largest measurement. So like in hip size, I would be, let's say, a medium or a small. Mm-hmm. But in waist size, I'm like extra large XXL, you know, or something like that. So it's really yes. interesting because you have to kind of go with you know, they they make the the pieces based essentially on a pear shape usually, right? They, like Or an actual hourglass, which right. is so difficult
2: for most of us. Yeah,
1: exactly. So you're like, oh, well, you know, hip-wise, I measure up with this. And then waist-wise, I measure up with this. Bust-wise, I measure up with that. And so I feel mm-hmm. like you kind of have to go with whatever is going to actually fit whatever that largest measurement is. And then this is where a tailor becomes so great. Because for me, if I buy according to what will fit me comfortably around my waist, usually it looks ridiculous around my hips. Mm -hmm. And so I need, I just, or my bust or, you know, my arms or whatever. And so I need that like personal kind of tailoring and taking in. And I think too, you know, it's so hard because we just attach so much worth to our size. Yes, yeah and taking your measurements are just measurements.
2: They are not a size, they're just you and you have to look at them that way. I think that's the biggest yeah. reason that people refuse to take measurements is that they don't want to know what the number is. It doesn't matter what the number is. Do you or do you not want to wear clothes? We will all keep wearing clothes. The measurement is just a number, and when you sew, those numbers are just numbers. They're nothing else. Mm -hmm. That's what I like about it. There's actually less emotion involved when you make your own clothing because it either fits or it doesn't, Mm -hmm. and you can't fight the numbers. They just are. So just be you and and get dressed. That's what I like about the measurements. Take the measurements. (laughs) Don't be scared of the measuring
0: tape. You're beautiful the way you are. Yeah. (laughs) I love your practicality.
1: (sighs) People have a perception of me. I'm tall. I am fairly thin, right? So they have a perception of my size. Mm -hmm. And people are always shocked when they learn, you know, what size I wear or how much I weigh. It's like they have this feeling in their head of who I am, right? And so then when I'm like, I'm like, actually, I have to buy like XXL and some stuff because that's just the way that measurements fit me, you know? And they're like, really? you know and it's just really interesting because again i feel like we have a perception of other people we have a perception of how much what, you know what we think about them compared to these really skewed cultural ideals of of beauty and anyway so i just think again that idea of taking your measurements and just being willing to say this is it this is me this is who i am and what it's going to do is it's going to make you be able to wear purchase clothes you love to wear mm-hmm. yes yes right that are comfortable and yeah
0: absolutely that's the goal purchase clothes you love to wear so i think i mean no one has to convince me that i need a tailor (laughs) melissa has hit on a few things of why she uses a tailor convince our listeners go out find you a good tailor why they need to do that
2: so number one your own comfort is the most important thing obviously if it's too long the sleeves are too long or the pants are too long or it's baggy in some place that it shouldn't be you feel it you think about it during the day it's nagging in the back of your mind you don't need that stress mm-hmm. get rid of that stress and just call <laughs> a down so comfort is absolutely the most important thing but the other thing i would say and this goes for men and women is perception so for me uh i'm petite and if things are too big on me in the wrong places i look like a kid Mm. i look very young and people treat me that way and that can be difficult that can be challenging for me i want to be treated like a woman like grown woman (laughs) and i know that the way that my clothing fits me affects that and it has my whole life it's definitely one of the biggest reasons i got into it is because i really wanted i wanted to create the perception that mirrored who I feel like I am, who mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. And that is the first thing that people see. You know, we'll have time to convince them of all the other things when we talk to them, when we become, mm-hmm. you know, when we get into relationships with people. But but the first thing that they see is what they see. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're wearing. And so I love the ability that clothing gives you to, to give people the right perception, to start yeah. off, set off on the right foot. And... So well-fitting clothing, whatever that means to you, it doesn't mean that it has to be tailored. It just means that it reflects who you feel like you are Mm -hmm. and it reflects your life. And that's why I think clothing should be tailored. That's why, and you should be able to have exactly what you want. Embrace your creativity. Don't feel limited. I don't, I love that the first project you brought to me (laughs) was you wanted that dress, but it just didn't work. And so... We hacked some off the bottom and we sewed some up the side and we made it work mm-hmm. and you love the fabric you love the style of the dress and you knew that it could be more and you embraced your creativity and you said I know that this can be more so let's just make it happen and that is really empowering as well. Yeah. Taking that initiative and having authority over your clothing is the exact opposite of the buying something off the rack and just wearing it because then the clothing has the authority over you. You Need to be empowered by your clothing, and the way that you do that is by taking action and saying, I will make you do what I want clothing because (laughs) it's about me, because it's about you. So that's why I think you should
1: have a tailor. (laughs) I love it. Well, and the the truth is, too, it's possible. That's right. Clothes are malleable, of course.
0: You can change them, you know. So, the last project I brought, Shay, was an ethical dress from Trove, and I loved it. I love the fabric. I saw it online, but then when I got it, it did not fit. My body attractively, or how, like you're saying, how I think I should look. But I still wanted it. And so I, went, I emailed her and I said, okay, it's a little too big, but then I'd like to take it in on the sides and we take came... it up a
2: little here. Yeah. And maybe the sleeves are just a little too big, but I don't know exactly how they're too big. Yes. And so we work with it. Yeah, And it makes even more of a difference. Honestly, with that dress, it made even more of a difference than I, than I originally thought. Mm-hmm. They were pretty standard alterations. Take a little in here, take the hem up, take the
0: sleeves up, but it looked so different. Yeah, I was amazed.
2: Yeah, Even I'm amazed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you gave it shape, which is what I needed for my body was a little bit more shape to the dress. And I love it. I wear it at least once a week. <laughs> I'm so glad.
1: Well, do you have tips for how people can find a tailor they love. Ooh. <sighs> yeah, this is for our non-Tulsa listeners. You know, I would say one of the ways that I have recently been
2: meeting people here is through Instagram. If you are able to find a seamstress or a tailor in your local geographic area through Instagram, you already are looking at somebody who has decided that they are going to modernize the industry of alterations mm-hmm. because they've chosen to get on Instagram as a tailor to <laughs> begin with. Yeah, And I find that that allows me to meet the kind of clients that I want to work with because mm-hmm. we're working in the same medium. So I would say, go out and see who in your area is using Instagram and DM them. That's pretty easy. I love it. I love when people do that yeah. to me. And it's bringing alterations into the technical age. It's bringing it into in a, an area a way that we can work with it better because I can text my clients. Mm-hmm. Now, with sewing and with tailoring, my clients are still even though we're, you know, relatively the same age, they're still amazed because that's just something that you can't do. You can't text your tailor. Well, you can now. Yeah. And slowly this industry is getting there. So I would definitely search social media. I think that's a great way to be able to find one. And then you can see their work as well. That's right. It's the biggest reason I do it is because I don't have any expectation that anybody would know what I can do. How could you? I, I would never expect that. And so the pictures are really helpful. And it also gives people a place to go and say, I really like this. Make this into that. And I can So that would be the first place that I would go if I was in any different region other than here. And otherwise, unfortunately, the only other way is to physically go out and visit them. Go to the shops that are available in your city, in your town, and meet them. Mm -hmm. Look and see what their shops look like. How do you feel when you go there? And trust your instincts. That's what I would say. I
1: love it. Well, Shay, it has been so much fun to have you on the podcast and uh, you're just chock full of really good information. Tell people where they can find you on Instagram so they can follow you, whether they're local or not. Um, I think it's great to follow you because they're going to be able to see styles and even go to their tailor and say, hey, can you do this, right? Can you do this thing that she did or whatever and get a good idea of whether or not they're able to kind of connect on that idea. So tell tell people how to connect with you on social media absolutely so i'm at the tulsa taylor
2: on facebook and instagram and then i have a website that i am hoping to expand to potentially some new designs and new uh information soon that is thetulsataylor.com easy
1: awesome very easy yeah Okay, well, we always end our podcast with the same questions. Um, So I want to ask these questions to you. So the first is, what is a recent purchase or project that you, like a purchase you've made or project you've done that you have that you're loving? So I actually just finished uh,
2: something last night that I was working on. It's a end of the season. I bought this blue linen a couple of weeks ago when it was still very much the summer and very appropriate. Now it's quickly becoming the fall, Uh, but it's a blue linen and I found a vintage pattern uh, by Vogue from 1954 that I bought on eBay recently. And what's interesting about it is it's got a yoke design on the skirt that is a complicated sew because it's hard diagonals. So it's a big jagged edge on this yoke that connects the bodice to the skirt. And it's very difficult to sew because you have to clip into the fabric at odd angles and make it turn. And I just finished that last night, just in time actually probably to wear it to the gathering place opening. That was my goal is that it would be the last linen dress, end of the summer for the gathering place opening which is this weekend so that is something i just finished
0: which if you're not from tulsa there's this huge park that is i mean it's you're thinking a nice little playground park it's like the disney world of playgrounds it
2: is the largest private donation to public parks i believe in the history of us (laughs) I believe that's, that's <laughs> actually true, is that it's the largest private donation to the public parks um, in, in our history. Yeah, so it's, it's very exciting. $460
1: million park. <sighs> and it looks like it. <laughs> and it and looks it like looks it. Like yeah, it. that's exactly right. Okay, so then the, the other question is, what is a purchase you're looking forward to, something you're looking for, or even a project you've kind of got you know, simmer. This
2: time of the year, it's all about coats. It is always about coats for me. Are you going to make a coat? Oh my goodness, yeah. Coats are my favorite piece to make. In fact, I was just taking a few photos that hopefully I'm going to put up soon of a couple of coats that are architectural enough that I would call them one size fits all. Which means that I may venture into possibly reproducing them. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but yes, right now I've got a pretty extravagant coat in mine. It's another vintage pattern um, so a long wool I I like the boiled wool. it's a... Um, it's a heated, felted process. So it takes wool and felts it in a way that makes Uh it so that it basically doesn't have a grain. And the reason that's great is because actually you can use a lot less of it when you don't have to follow the fabric's grain Mm -hmm. line. So you can just throw the pieces on it any way you want, cut them all out, very minimal waste, and it looks beautiful. So that's my upcoming
0: project for the fall. Oh my gosh. I love that. Of course, you could make a coat. I just the thought of someone making a coat. Obviously, people are making our coats, but right. (laughs) I'm still amazed. Thank you so much for being on the show. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's been such a joy. I love talking about (sighs) it. Well,
1: I'm excited to. I'm going to go look at all my closet and be like, "Okay, Shay, (laughs) help me out." (laughs) We have to do something. Well, especially since you're following that maternity. Like, make this into a nursing shirt. I don't know what to do. Absolutely. So, I love it. It's going to be a lot of fun. But awesome. Well, I hope uh, you have a wonderful fall. And we will be keeping an eye out on your Instagram for that code. Absolutely. Please yeah. do. Thanks so much. Thank you.
0: Well, there she was. My personal tailor, the Tulsa tailor, Shay one of my favorite things that she said was that one of the biggest reasons why personal style matters is because consistency makes our days easier isn't that what we want we've got so many things going on let's make our wardrobe easy for us guys i think we're gonna try this 10 by 10 this fall so stay up to date with our instagram let's just all do it together right if we're gonna do this 10 by 10 let's just do it together so Keep a lookout on our website and on our Instagram for that cultivated Fashion 10 by 10 Now, next week, we've talked about personal style. So next week, we're back with Bethany Tran from The Root Collective to talk about brands that we love. Until next week, go subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram. Bye, guys.